After all the uncertainties of the past two years, there's been an expectation and a hope for a more normal 22-23. But now the question is, USC and UCLA do. They're both Big Ten schools. Yeah. But where does that leave the rest of us? Who could possibly answer that question in this strange new era of analytics? Mad transfers. How did it get hit? Well, it looks to me like you portaled it. A what? You know, portaled from wherever you were to here. What's that? It's a, a different kind of portal. Oh, it's just changed so radically, and we're all running to catch up. And realignments. They both big pencils. Yeah. All we do know is the boys are back. And the Joe Beaver Show plots its own course. Now there are a few more topics that we have to cover. And we will not talk about transfers, and we will not talk about my mother. We will talk about what I want to talk about. Fair enough. Who's next? Who's next? Joe Beaver is on 1240 Joe Radio. And talk about nothing. Good morning. Talk about my mother. We talk about me. <laughs> I don't want to talk about transfers. Transfers. That's all oh, we can talk oh, about. The portal. Man. Unbelievable. Life is crazy. So I see all these tweets this yes. morning. Just as the, one advantage of getting up at four o'clock in the morning and being here <laughs> is you see life start for the day. Yes, you do. Because it all shuts down. Everything shuts down. What an interesting concept. It is. is. It is. I found it when I was driving a cab in Portland. The, those hours between the bar scene closes and you get people taken from A to B to 2.30, mm-hmm. 2.30, 2.30, then around 3, it, it, the dividing line. Yeah. Nothing, if, you sound, if you got somebody flagging you down at 3 or 3.30 on the streets, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, not much is it would good. be interesting. But then you'd sit and wait. We'd wait. We'd wait then for the next flurry of activity, which was people to the airport. Yeah. Beginning around five, five thirty, so you'd you wouldn't get much money made in those dividing line middle hours like you're talking about when you're up beginning to read. But that's analogous to okay, here we go. Got an airport call from absolutely from uh, Northwest Portland to the airport. I'm going to make some good money on and this. A- trip. Any call that came in between the the end of the first and the beginning of the airport wave, I would be like, I don't want to take this. <laughs> You want to make sure the airport is where you make your money. Anyhow, you're, the advantage of being up as early as you are, you get a look in these quiet hours yeah, before yeah. everything really starts to gather momentum. To so, what did, so what drew your attention this morning in that space? Brian Howell, what does he write he, for? He's been a guest on the Joe Beaver yes. Show, but he suddenly is maybe the most read writer in America <laughs> because he is reporting everything that Dion says and does. Yes. And so Brian Howell in Colorado thrust into what Joel Klatt, and I've reached, Joel said he'll come on the show, and I yeah. gave him essentially carte blanche on a, a window of time, today, tomorrow, and Thursday. I leave Friday for College Station, so I won't be with you. And I'd like to be here when you talk to Joel. And Joel's time, we hope, is settling down a little bit. But Joel Klatt on a podcast said, and rightly so, Colorado has gone from a 1-11 irrelevancy to the most hot buzz uh, program in America right now. Yes. 
yes. unbelievable with and, the hiring of one man. And Brian Howell, <laughs> Brian Howell is tweeting yeah. this morning everything. Yes, and little videos. Now there's one circulating around that uh, has this the opening speech to to the his team. team, which is hilarious. We'll talk about that if people haven't I, seen it. I well, don't have a problem with it. I, well, I don't either because what Sanders did, <laughs> what what Dion did, and and we do hope to get a reaction from many of you. In terms of this buzz, I was listening to Rich Eisen mm -hmm. a little bit this morning. Rich does a great job. Where, had do, you, where the, do you find him? Uh, he is on, let's see, what frequency do I listen to him in the morning on? Uh, 620, I believe, oh, in the morning. Okay. Find him. 750, no, not 750. Anyway, but driving around. I know people can do this on demand, you know, streaming and all that. When I get in the car, I'm punching radio buttons to find stuff. Yeah. It's how I live. It's how I work. I'm old-fashioned. I'll never catch up with this modern world. Brian Howell and Dion. But Rich was interviewing Warren Sapp. When I turned it on, they'd been talking a little bit about last night's football game uh -huh. and the, the final five minutes for Tom Brady looking like, you know, channeling the old Tom Brady right. and all of that. 45 years old. But then they got into, what do you think of Dion? And they talked about Dion for the next five minutes. And Warren Sapp said, and he was serious. He said, I want to go coach with him. He said, I, I'm going to get my degree in order. I don't have all my credits from Miami, but I'm going to get it in order because I want to be on his staff and mentor these young men. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life in football, and I want to be with Dion. And it almost makes me sound like Dion's reached out to him to be on his staff because Sapp says, I want to be in that place to work with Dion and helping young men. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen or something mm. to that effect. I uh, look forward to it. I look forward to seeing what kind how of how it plays, how, how it plays, what kind of a coach he really is. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Jonathan Smith, and I'm saying this yes. now because I'll forget. AFCA, AFCA coach of the year, region, region coach five. of the year. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. Um, so I learned a couple of things this morning. Oh, here's a Joel Klatt tweet. Right. What did Klatt say? He's congratulating the finalists for the uh, Heisman Trophy, which is this Saturday. Um, but I learned uh, something, Brett McMurphy or mm -hmm. Pete Thamel, one of the uh, upper guys that had that, no, tweeted 13,000 FBS football players, 1,000 in the portal. Now, some say that's going to go to 2,000. Oh, it'll get close to two. Last year, in fact, I've done a little research on it since there isn't anything else to do in the sense of trying to come to grips with the world and you're right. It will go to 3,000 just based on last year's numbers. The portal, and we'll talk a little bit about some of the the things that I, I still don't know or fully understand, but some of the the portal officially opened yesterday, mm -hmm. and so there's already over 1,000, and that number will grow. In the 21-22 academic year, 946 scholarship players and nearly 3,000 total players in the FBS transferred over a 12-month period during last year. And that number is expected to be, you know, with 19, I said 946, no, 1,946. Mm -hmm. 1,946 yeah. scholarship players transferred last year and nearly 3,000 total players transferred, meaning walk-ons and so on who oh, threw yeah. their name yeah. in. Yeah. But nearly 2,000 scholarship players last year with another handful of, of the the walk-ons and so on who throw their name in, hoping to get a scholarship or land somewhere else. So that number, again, will probably be in that 3,000 range, moving unless, on. Unless, to this caveat, 
there's a there's a, a window this year, and I don't know that there was last year. And the window this year is 30 days now. 45 now. Well, 30 now and 15 in the spring. I think it's 45 and 15, a total of, of 60 days, I believe. Now, I don't know what you read. But I never saw the, the number 60. I saw the number 45. But that yeah. doesn't mean you know, the 45 is now. Okay. Beginning now, All right. and will and the only reason I know this is just simply having read an article in the Athletic yeah. this morning, trying to come to grips with a world that is moving so fast and swiftly, I can't keep up with it. So okay, what do the only thing I can do is read a little bit, visit with a few people who know more about it, yeah. try to do that in preparation for today's show, and look forward to hearing how you, in your world as a fan, this might be. This might be for you almost as exciting. You know, John, how we've marveled over the years, and we've been together for a long time. We've marveled over the years about people who are so into recruiting and visits. And Player X is taking a visit today. Player Y took an unofficial. The Beavers are in on this guy. They're competing with Boise State and Arizona for this guy. And follow recruiting as a entity in itself almost as much if not with more passion and interest than the games themselves yes yes people are just into there are people in the world in a niche world who are so into recruiting Mm -hmm. that it is to them and those kinds of rumors and stories and who are the beavers offering and who are they in on is that a scholarship or preferred Mm walk-on who are they up against Mm -hmm. who is so-and-so tripping to how did the visit go that type of thing is as interesting to a certain segment of a fan base than the games themselves. I believe right. it. And I wonder now if the portal world mm-hmm. is now just like that. Whoa, he went into the portal. We should be on him. We'll see who contacts him. Oh, we'll yeah. see who he's going yeah. to visit. Now, yeah. it's the same world, in a sense, as the recruiting world. And I have a feeling there are probably a lot of people right now that are just energized and jacked about the portal See, for me, phenomenon. Because I, I, I never, and, and I know you too, we, we would get into it as we drew closer to a signing day, but not like the, the those who really get into right. it. Okay, and that's a downfall because when it comes to signing day, they know more than we do. Oh, absolutely. Easily. But, Without but that's, question. I think that may be changed now unless there's still people watching what's going on with the high schoolers. But with the portal being so big, you could outfit an entire team with a portal. Mm-hmm. To me, the portal is a bit sexier from a shopping standpoint. If you were going to go shopping the old way, a little bit harder to get to the mall, a little bit harder to you know, compete, not as many stores kind of a thing. The Juco stores were open, and so the right. portal has kind right. of, in a sense, in the world, in, in the Juco days, the days of Juco glory, mm-hmm. you had immediate needs at a certain position, and you, didn't, right. you don't have a high school player that's, you, maybe you do, but he's not ready yet, you're right. developing him. Okay, we can plug a hole here by going the Juco route with the best available corner or safety or D-tackle yes. or edge rusher. Etc. Now the portal world, world becomes right. that. And does that nullify the JUCO world? Because there's still In a sense, I bet it players does. out there. I bet it much, does. How much look are they getting? Right. And how much look are the, the the juniors and seniors getting? I like that Coach Smith used the portal when he first got here to or when it became available to his advantage where needed, absolutely. And then decided to go the route of the Prepsters in his last two classes now, and then moving forward. Somebody put it, I think it was Petros on the morning show, that the portal really should be used where you build your team through freshmen 
and and JUCOs, and and then you use the portal where needed, not necessarily in an emergency, more than the old JUCO emergency, but less than being done now, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. But I was going to say that I like the portal as a shopping standpoint because there they are. There's your list of quarterbacks. Go after them. And they're all seasoned players. The problem is many of them, like JT Daniels, is right back in. Remember that, well, um, we're going to need a three-bedroom, two-bath house. And Oh, is he back in again? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, pound sand. Goes to West Virginia. He's back in again. Three schools in three years. He's got one year of eligibility. I don't want someone on my team <laughs> well, that bounces around like that. <laughs> I know, I know. But maybe you do if it's a one year <laughs> look. Like a Chad I mean, Johnson? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, do you would Dennis Erickson have said, eh, that Chad Johnson can run and catch and he has, you know, eye popping athletic skills off the charts. I'm not interested. No, of he's only not. gonna be here one year. Of course not. <laughs> But you know what a, I mean? There are a, exceptions. As a philosophy. I understand. As a as a base, right. but with absolute <laughs> exceptions. <laughs> you know, you, you get bigger, faster, stronger that says, mm-hmm. I want to go to play for you. Right. Come on in. Yeah. We, this is, I was reading, you know, this is the problem. I mean, why I've got to go back and forth between the athletic and reading about Erasmus. And here's what I read about Erasmus earlier this morning as well. Quote, Erasmus was a popularizer and a journalist who understood the importance of communication. He was the first writer to grasp the full potential. We're talking about a guy 1520 to 1530. So mm-hmm. we're going back a ways sure. with Erasmus. A little, a little bit earlier on the timetable than the recent stories about Dion and the transfer portal. Anyway, <laughs> just, just Erasmus a was a popularizer and a journalist who understood the importance of communication. He was the first writer to grasp the full potentialities of the transfer, but no, the first to <laughs> grasp the full potentialities of printing. He worked at speed, often in the printing shop itself, writing and correcting on the spot. He was exhilarated by the smell of printer's ink. <laughs> and, and just that description of Erasmus in a book I was reading by Paul Johnson fascinated me from the standpoint of there are people right now along the lines of the niche I'm talking about, not just fans, but there are probably a lot of hot young coaches who kind of grown up in a more mobile world, Dillingham. Dion's not so young, but he said, I'm looking in that portal yeah. and there's a lot going on in there. It's going crazy. People have reached out, according to a report, over 200 inquiries already from people in the portal to Dion in Colorado in these first few days of his hire. And so he's just, it, it's, it's as uh, the old Rich Brothers film title, I've never seen the movie, but the title captured my imagination circa 1940, 41, Hell's a Poppin', but with the Rich Brothers, with a Z, Hell's a Poppin', never seen it. But it was in that same venue of time period of the end of the glorious age of comedy. Chaplin, Marx Brothers, Keaton Fields. Rich Brothers came late. I never saw any of their work, but they made a film called Hell's a Poppin'. The portal is poppin'. It's a Hell's a Poppin' kind of world. (laughs) Sanders is looking into it. Come, you know, come one, come all. I'm here. Tells his whole team in a speech. Stands up in that widely circulated video. And essentially says, go, man, go into the portal to make more room for us. 
The thing that I don't mind about it, there's a level of crassness and coarseness to everything here in this. Mm, right. Rick George paying him 5.9 when Brian Howell, all over this story too, well, where'd you get the money? Well, I don't have it yet, but I'm going to get it. <laughs> Good luck with Rick that. Rick George said that. That's like, crazy. Publicly. You can't That's how that. crazy it is. His boss should be saying, no, well, what are you doing? Because the money apparently is pouring in, though, and somebody, somebody authorized Rick to go hire Deion Sanders. Well, it, but it, but does it turn into one giant PR move that, that that gives no substance and wins? Well, only time will tell. Okay, that's true. Absolutely, only time will tell. But I guess what I'm saying, John, is, and you say you're fascinated. Joel Klatt, Warren Sapp, Rich Eisen, everybody's fascinated. Maybe even fascinated to the point of distaste, but still watching and observing and looking to see how the whole thing goes. But I give George and Dion credit in a sense. If this how business is going to be done for a period of time before things get a little more reined in, there are more guidelines and regulations that will be enforced right now. There's very little enforcement by the NCAA on supposedly no tampering, and yet tampering's going on all the time through back channels mm -hmm. with players, people contacting the schools, mm -hmm, people, mm -hmm. and would you come here for this? We can offer you that. I mean, that's going on everywhere. It just is. Yeah, it's too bad. Meanwhile, I think at Oregon State and with Jonathan, and, and I'm, not, I'm not sitting here saying that the Beavers have never, I don't know. I, I don't believe that the Beavers will break rules and, and go and try to find, uh, try to find ways around, circumvent the salary cap as Chris Dudley and his agent did to sign the deal that he did with the Blazers years ago. I don't think the, the Beavers look for ways and loopholes to try to exploit rules or, or disobey them for profit. I don't believe that that goes on at Oregon State. I think our coaches do operate and do it the right way. But what Rick George and Deion Sanders have found together is if this is how the world is, going, is doing business, then we're just going to come right out front and <laughs> Deion gets in front of the team, not an individual I'm going to sit down with Joe Jones mm -hmm, and right. say, you know, I think looking at your film and looking at what we're trying to do here, I'm not sure it's a great fit. It might be in your interest to go into the transfer portal. Okay, bring in Bill Jones now. Bill, we've looked, you know, good luck to you and your future endeavors, but we think you should go to the portal. Now bring in John Jones. Johnny, uh, <laughs> you know, I, we think you should. He just stands up and shot. says, go, all of you. Create more room for us to bring better guys in. That's crass. Well, That's coarse. That's doing business in this current wild, crazy age. And I'm asking people today what your reaction to all of that is at 497-5356. Let me put a wrinkle into that. Okay. Is that any different than Bear Bryant, a young Bear Bryant at that camp with the Junction Boys, basically saying, we're going to work you till you die. Right. We're going to work I'm you. I'm not sure that it is. And, 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 you know, if you don't want to be here, we're going to find out. Yes. In fact, that's what they do in the Marines or back in the day. And, and it, it's just a brutal weed-out process yeah. of, of breaking down and rebuilding the very best and weeding everybody yeah. out. He's just doing it in a in a, uh, a, he a should, No, Dion stood up and said way. go. He stood up and said go. Dion is unlike the old messages that we have grown up revering and fostering in life. Those messages are, it's all about the team. It's not about you. It's not about one guy. It's about creating a culture. It's about building up together and trusting one another and building a culture and a bond of brotherhood and all these things. Dion, if you watch and listen to his opening messages, I'm here. 
I'm coming. I'm here now. Whenever, wherever God sends me, I'm a conduit of change. Yeah. He's sermonizing yeah. in front of his players. It's all about him and who he is and what unless, he can do. Unless. Right now it is. Right. Anyway. And we don't know yet. Because uh, we weren't in Mississippi, and mm-hmm. we don't know how he coached and how right. it went. We only know scores. But maybe he does this, and then once he has his team, he Absolutely. has their back. I believe that totally, and that's what Warren Sapp was saying today to Eisen. He said, Dion is going to mentor these young men and build these young and men up. I agree with you. I think great. Dion is in a he's in a place. Yeah. I don't have to, a to do with some saying, significant work with yeah. young men, and I think he's going to get a lot of good ones who want to come, good talented athletes and players who want to come play for him. Then I do think once he's in that space, it's yeah. not as though he's saying grades. Who cares about grades? Who cares about fit? Who cares? I think he does care, but he wants it to be with his guys. And you're right. Once he gets his yeah. hands around his yeah. team that he's going to sort of handpick and put together, then he'll have a staff of people that will. I don't think it's just all about winning and glitz and glamour at that point. I think then he'll work within that group that he and, finds. And there were there was tw- there were tweets that were interesting in reaction to that video that played this mm-hmm. morning. Uh, one that was interesting. Th- there's always going to be the other side, and I'm all for a coach saying, "Look, you, if you can't make it here, you got to go." I think a little nicer, with a little bit more compassion to a guy who's young and has mm-hmm. put his life into football. But if they're soft, yeah, get rid of them, work them out of the system. Just, just don't be mean about it. Okay, fine. There was one tweet that said, "You know, a horrible uh, way to treat you know right. a, a youngster who's put his life right. and soul and blood into a program, into a school." Can't disagree with that. So there are two sides. A heavy, a good balance on that is the old school coaches that you and I played under and that were in college in the pros. They didn't really care too much for your feelings, but they wouldn't hang out to dry publicly either. No, they wouldn't. And they would once again, sort of after that whole weeding out process takes place, then they'll fight tooth and nail for you for the rest of their lives. And that's that's what you want. Yes, Tommy Prothrow. Yeah, absolutely. Prothrow, again, this is not much different than what you're talking about with the Junction Boys and Bear Bryant. Tommy Prothrow, when you talk to people, and I have, we've had them on this show, we're losing too many of them now, and, and but, but the upshot of Tommy coming in after the 54 season as an assistant with Red Sanders at UCLA and winning the mythical national championship in 54, mm-hmm. Tommy came into Oregon State, and people have reported, a la Lombardi at Green Bay, Mm -hmm. the legendary nature of the brutal camp that he ran and weeded guys out that had gotten soft and perhaps complacent under Kip Taylor, who was less demanding. Kip got off to a nice start, and then Mm -hmm. the record got worse every year, so that by the time Kip left, I think it was a one-win team that Tommy took over from the year before, and worked the guys legendarily so to the point of quite a few quitting. I don't want this anymore. But, but Tommy found a group of men that bought in, worked hard, won six games, and the next year went to the Rose Bowl. I think the difference is the rhetoric that surrounds it. If Tommy didn't really say much but put him through excruciating tests and they dropped off, that's what you want. But you don't want to verbally say, you're terrible. You're no, out of here. Right. Like someone, I saw some tweet involving uh, uh, Prime, he's mm-hmm. Dion to me, um, where they said, well, what about injuries? He says, if you're hurt, go get the uh, trainer or whatever. Go get fixed. And if you're, again, I'm paraphrasing yeah, yeah, horrible yeah. memory. If you're hurt, 
what's the word when you get, uh, you know, just go get fixed in the trainer, whatever. Mm-hmm. And if you're on the list of people that uh, we we uh, have been told aren't worth the darn, then we're going to kiss now and say goodbye. Uh, aren't worth the darn or something to that effect. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I mean, what's going on is for the whole world to see is Dion bypassing the, what I mentioned earlier, sitting down with each individual on the current Colorado roster and saying, we're going and we're going at speed. There we're was, going now. The, the, the transfer portal is incense yeah, to Deion Sanders yeah. and all these other coaches as Inc. was to the great Erasmus. Uh, there was a couple of guys in the front row. <laughs> you know how teens can slough. And, and they're sloughed down, legs stretched. And I'm like, mm, that's the kind of meeting you want to be sitting straight up. <laughs> it's true. Dave's so, on the phone. If I know he cold, is. I think, Dave, and, thank you for your call. We need to take a break. Yeah. Here's what we're hoping. How are you in, in our world here kind of reacting to all of this? And I mean all of this. Because the portal is a-popping. It's hell's a-popping in there with apologies to the Ritz brothers. But that's what Dion said. And I'm just wondering what you make of it all and the world that we are moving in right here. I think Jonathan has done a tremendous job of building up the program. He came in and realized, quote, a culture change need to be made. And oftentimes, as the Athletics said, when the coach says culture change, change the culture, oftentimes is almost defined as players being run off that didn't fit, that weren't going to put in the time and the effort and the work and weren't the right fit for the new era. Right. Now, Jonathan did not ever, and this is what you're to your point, unlike the previous staff that I thought threw the older players under the bus. You had Kalani and others saying, well, we can't dumb it down anymore. Like, this is what we've got to work with here. And I thought publicly, and And they did ran them off. The problem was what they provided in its stead was worse. (laughs) Was not a good product. Yes. So, Whatever your reaction to all of this, and in the meantime, in this wild, wild west era that we're in, what do you make of what Jonathan is doing? Do you still believe in that conviction that the methodologies, and believe me, Jonathan will be aggressive in the portal, and they're combing it daily, and they'll take inquiries, and they'll reach out, and they'll try to stock places on the roster that have immediate need through the right fits out of the portal. No, it's not like, ah, we don't, we don't do that. anymore. No, Jonathan's already shown he can use the portal shrewdly. Yeah, absolutely. And, and will maybe even more so now, the more players in it and more options perhaps. Go, man, go. But if you have any thoughts about how all of this you think is going to shake out in this offseason, so to speak, and in the years to come, feel free to share your thoughts and just gut-level, knee-jerk reaction to the Dion stuff in Boulder. I'm curious to know how you're responding to it as a fan because it's just out there bolder and brighter than ever with no, eh, well, we're here for the young man and trying to provide them a great educational opportunity. No, we're in the portal. We're looking, you can play. We're bringing you over here. That it's blatant. There's no subtlety here at all. What do you make of it? 5.9 million. Where'd you get the money? Well, I don't have it yet, but we're going to get it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's amazing to me, the candor involved in all of this. What yeah. are your thoughts? 497-5356-1240, Joe Radio. Why is Woodstock's Pizza all kinds of pizza for all kinds of people? Because no matter who you are or where you're from, you can create the perfect pizza at Woodstock's. So you can choose from over 35 fresh toppings, four made fresh daily crust options, several cheese options, including vegan and dairy-free, and six sauce options, including vegan and dairy-free, all to go along with your choice of dine-in, takeout, or delivery to most in Corvallis. So Woodstock's Pizza is all kinds of pizza for all kinds of people. 
Woodstock's Pizza, Kings Boulevard in Corvallis. A lot of land comes with a lot of work, and the new Kubota MX Series has a lot to offer, including the versatility to mow, move bales of hay, grade roads, and clear brush and snow. The new Kubota MX Series is rated number one in durability and owner experience. Visit Lynn Benton Tractor in Tangent or go to lynnbentontractor.com. We're still doing business the American way. What's your power like today? Are you driving a powerful vehicle or are you just getting there? Fall and winter is coming and Power Honda in Albany has the CRV, Pilot, HRV, Odyssey, Passport SUVs, Ridgeline trucks, and over a thousand pre-owned vehicles to choose from to help you get to where you're going this fall and winter. So come, experience the power at Power Honda in Albany or go to mypowerhonda.com. In sports, it's important to have a talented starting lineup. The same is true if you need some advice with personal or business tax planning or just some help with strategy. See the starting lineup at Tax and Wealth Management, David Mendenhall, Bill Heck, or Robert Berry. They have the experience you need to successfully execute the game plan every time. They'd also like to take this moment to wish all of their clients and friends a very safe and joyous holiday season. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Hi, this is Jake the glass man. Let me fix the crack in your glass. For windshield repair, call me first. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Get the Mexican-inspired craze you'll crave at Qdoba Mexican Eats with new brisket birria. We're talking tender, shredded beef, slow-cooked for 10 hours in chili and garlic, infusing the authentic flavors of the popular Mexican street food. Top your favorite entree or try the quesabirria quesadilla or burrito. Brisket birria layered with their signature three-cheese queso. From Mexico to food trucks and now to your plate, get in on the birria craze and order today at Qdoba.com. We continue on the Joe Beaver Show. Mike Parker, John Warren. What do you make of it all? That's what we're asking today, or is it all too much? After we talk to Dave, I've got a story about a YouTube video I watched yesterday. Okay. Following... uh, prime around oh really looking at the facilities it was okay it was kind of strange to me okay in one way and then the other way it was interesting because i could see the facilities they have they have great they have very nice facilities. oh they do no they do colorado behind huh? the scenes you know all we see is right. the stadium but uh, colorado is a power they won a national championship in football yeah a little tainted with the fifth down but they have they've mm-hmm. won one and they were a player a good Player, and if we get Joel Clad on, he can speak to all of that, having mm-hmm. played there mm-hmm. in the Big Eight days. In yeah. the meantime, we're just kind of Dave is going to be first up for us, and we appreciate that, Dave. Anybody else who'd like to jump in, either via the Downward Dog phone line or the University Honda text line, to react to the bull matchup, to react to anything else you want to jump in with, to share your own stories about trying to get transportation down to Vegas, how that's all going. Four nine seven fifty three fifty six. I'm reading a lot about disappointment in the in 
the the opponent to go nine and three and get a six and six team. That I get that, but then you better go beat them then. You know, not not the yeah. Jonathan or the yeah. players. Well, we're getting this six and six outfit. No, Jonathan isn't. No one's saying that. But the tone that I'm hearing and seeing on Twitter has a little bit of that in it. Yeah. So just as long as the players and the coaches remain ultra focused to get into that tenth win and not buying into this idea that Florida is bringing in a a very under personnel team right. without a quarterback thinking that you're going to just walk in and they'll and figure something out. They will. Napier is a good coach. It's a proud program. Mm-hmm. So the Beavers have to be ready for their best shot. What is your shot? We'd love to hear from you at four, nine, seven, 53, 56. Dave, thank you for the call. Welcome to the Joe Beaver show. Gentlemen, this is a very meaty topic. Uh, so many things to talk about. So little time, uh, relatively speaking, um, but, uh, but I think the show, your show is best when it goes into this. So just to kind of nose into it and let the conversation go where it might. You know, we talk a lot in our modern culture, popular culture, culture at large, about wanting transparency in things. Well, if anything can be said about Deion Sanders, <laughs> it's transparent. Mm-hmm. And I guess, Mike, my first reaction is, Maybe transparency isn't all it's made up to be because there there are aspects of this that, and I'm just looking for the right word here, are, is a little queasy because, I mean, seriously, at root, I mean, you've already offered some analogies, Bear Bryant, Gary Anderson in a modest way, but is what Dion has done or proposed to do fundamentally any different from what Lincoln Riley did? maybe more quietly down no. in Los Angeles. No, I mean, it's not. Let's just stop there. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's not. It's not. It is the same, maybe writ even larger in terms of the sheer number of players that Dion believes. I think if somebody said, you're going to have a completely new roster next year, he'd probably say, okay, I'll take that deal right now. Yeah. So, and that, and so that, so that's just, the, so in that sense, the criticism, and there, I've seen some authors maybe, a little off base because he's not all he's being is more overt and if you will honest or candid about mm-hmm. things than what Lincoln Riley did uh, down south. And by the way, <laughs> that Oregon State's game in Boulder has suddenly gotten a lot more interesting for next. <laughs> no question. I was I was listening attentively to your conversation with Sarah about when that schedule is going to come out, mm-hmm. and Colorado is on the schedule. And the game, the game will will be in uh, Boulder. But you know, I threw in the word uh, coincidentally yesterday in my conversation, entropy, because that's a lot what's going on. I don't want to get too deep in the weeds of thermodynamics, uh, but uh, but there's a lot of. I mean, just the chaos, the randomness, the breakdown of order. I mean, guys, it's just astonishing to behold, and in a way. This is yet another example, the portal, of be careful of what you wish for, which has been used against me and on the basis of things I've said on this show over the course of time. But, you know, the people who wanted to talk about, you know, the players are taking advantage of their abuse. They don't have the latitude. Uh, you know, they should be paid. They should have free agency. This is what that looks like. Right. And it, it, it's, it's very unsettling, I think. Yeah, it is, and the the difference between – there were great fears, Dave, in the baseball space, as you recall, when arbitration and free agency 
and the specter of those appeared on the horizon under the aegis of Marvin Miller, who opened doors and created opportunities to, to become free agents, to uh, be able to sell their services to the highest bidder rather than the reserve clause binding a player to one team for life, which it did. Kurt Flood fought it, lost it, but opened the door. And Marvin Miller, bless his heart, he did the right thing in that business world and did the right thing for the players who generate who generate the profitability on television and fans and attendance and all of that and going to games. This is college sports. This is not Major League Baseball. But the one thing that when free agency was rolled out in the baseball world, Marvin Miller was a, enough of a of a genius in his own approach that he rolled out staggered free agency. Charlie Finley, as you may recall, and Marvin in his own memoir, it's a whole different ball game. Miller said, I was frightened because Finley was the only one that got it. Finley said, okay, if we're going to have free agency, then make them all free agents every year. And what Miller understood was that would kill the market. The, the, the fact that you would have people become free agents after a certain amount of service time and then become, as we're seeing in the baseball world right now with its free agency window open, because they're not all free agents every year, there was a sense of stability and order, and even the market rose as a result of that. Whereas now, I know we're apples and oranges, I get that, but on the other hand, Dave, I think there is some comparative quality here in that the transfer portal is, in a sense, college free agency at large with everybody at once a free agent, and it just creates the chaos that you're talking about, whereas at least Miller and the baseball union and the union leader, because the baseball players at first, they too said, hey, yeah, let's just be free agents. And Marvin said, no, 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 it's not going to work. It'll be better and in your better interest to have some more guidelines and service time before you become a free agent rather than just you're all thrown into this wild transfer portal every year. And so somehow, some way, I don't know what so more guidelines, if any, can be placed now that, as you say, the thing that we all hope for, greater latitude, freedom, et cetera, for the student-athlete, well, here we are, and here we are in this wild, wild west space, which could use the guiding hand of somebody like a Marvin Miller to, to put some things around it that create a little more order and would be in the best interest of the players. Yeah, and that provides a segue to something John actually brought up uh, earlier, gentlemen, and that is one of the consequences of the portal is free agency. I think that's a perfect metaphor for we. We have, in fact, there's more free agency for college players yes. than there is for people in the NFL. But what, what, what? But John kind of hit upon a true, a truth. Uh, not that that anyone should be surprised by that, John. I didn't mean to suggest that. It's okay. Uh, but that. Uh, um, the portal has really diminished the value of high school recruiting. And who was the first person to call this out publicly a year or two ago was Deion Sanders. But here's the thing, the thing about going back to Deion, I hope I have time to make a brief sure. point about SC if I can go back to that. The, the part of, I said, my, my main reaction, which you asked, which you solicited, is he really doing anything that Lincoln Riley didn't already do? But the part of that whole video that I find a little, I don't know, creepy, is when he gets the, he basically told everyone, there's the exit right behind you. Yes. But then he gets, then he gets them to kind of participate yeah. in that rah-rah chant. Yeah. And then, 
And that that was that was, that really kind of creeped me out a little bit. <laughs> uh, me too. I, I, I was wondering why he did that. Was that was like a control thing? There's the door, but here's what we're doing now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's my last point about SC, and thanks for the line you've given me this morning, um, because there was a lot of talk going into the conference championship game Friday about you know it's going to be the fourth big run. In SC football mm-hmm. history, mm-hmm. there was McKay, there was John Robinson, there was Pete Carroll, right. there's going to be Lincoln. Well, first of all, Lincoln Riley's going, and I have to eat a little crow, guys, and I don't like doing that because I said SC would never get to the status. You may remember me saying this. They'll never get to the kind of stature they had uh, during the Pete Carroll one, which I believe, one, because Lincoln Riley's probably as a short-termer. Somebody from the uh, NFL is going to hire him away uh, pretty quickly. But the other reason is is that SC, I don't think, still has fully absorbed the consequence of what it means to transfer out, speaking of transfers, the uh, PAC, the Pacific Coast Conference, uh, whatever number is appended at the end to the Big Ten. Because there's one factor in SC's success that no one has. And I went in my own kind of little way as a, as a part-time researcher. I went and looked. For SC schedule since the year 2000, how many times on the second, third, or fourth weekend of November did SC play in what I will term a problematic climate, which I would consider Corvallis, Eugene, Pullman, mm-hmm. even Seattle, mm-hmm. maybe maybe Boulder in, in November? They played seven games in 22 years, and it can be nice in in uh, Corvallis or Eugene the second, third, or fourth, uh, mm-hmm. whereas this year they played every game they played in the month of November was in southern was in the state of California or Arizona more times than not, uh, or through the 22 years that was the case. It's not going to be that way for them in the Big Ten. They're going to be playing in St. Paul, Minnesota, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. second or third weekend of some Novembers, or, or, or Lincoln, Nebraska, and the, and the the climatic change for them is just simply going to be drastic, hmm. and so that's among other reasons why I don't think SC is destined for all the football success. They might be getting more money, but they're not going to be getting the conference championships and the titles that they were able again again to get in the J.K. McKay, John Robinson, or Pete Carroll era. By the way, that's I, the I, range I, of my okay. thinking today. Thank you, Dave. I, I Good talking thanks, to you, Dave. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember who did that. That research, uh, and I referenced it on a different show, and because uh, I love it, it's it's amazing. Seven and twenty. It was Dave. Years. Yeah, Dave found right, that right, and in those seven, uh, he probably has the results. But seven and twenty-two years, they lost. I know they lost three of them here. You can even oh six, oh eight, and ten. You can do a deeper dive and look at because on the official stat sheet is the weather conditions. Yeah, you could look at all the weather conditions. No, that's back true. For however long, and now make a chart on who had the best weather. That said, now those seven games in in probably he wouldn't have considered the September game, so I got to take that out. Oh six, oh eight, oh ten, uh, ten, ten. I don't remember the weather. Thirteen was bad weather, and they won thirty-one to fourteen. It was a painful experience. Yeah. And uh, but six and eight were beautiful days. Eight was a sunny. Fall day six was a September, barely su- all, just summer. We had just 
moved into fall on September 25th, and it was a gorgeous warm night. When, so maybe the was, seven he's talking about are in iffy weather conditions in uh, yeah, late was, October, November. When was the Reggie Bush fog bowl? Oh, four. That was a bad weather situation. Yeah. Yeah, it was. But still. He I mean, might he might include that there, in his there, seven. I mean, it's but, a great stat. It's yeah, a great stat. It and, is an and interesting And I agree one. with him. Honestly, I agree with him. It's good. They're going to. They may never admit it, but they're going to rue the day they, they went. In the meantime, you said you've got a YouTube. That, you know, you're reacting. One of your favorite things to do, I hear you talk about it on the morning show fairly often, Johnny, is watching people's reaction to songs, YouTube reaction yeah. to songs. I want to get your reaction. You said you watched Dion in the YouTube video walking through Colorado's facilities. You yeah. watch it. I haven't seen that part of it. I've seen his speech. Yeah, <laughs> find it interesting. Would love to get your reaction and anyone else's. I know it's not, what is this, the Go Buffalo show, the whole country talking about Dion? Yes, <laughs> but he is in our space. The Beavers will play him there next year. I just wonder, yes, that's kind of a, a, a narrow focus in a sense. What do you think of Dion at Colorado? Okay, well, I'm wondering how you feel about the whole space now that we're in as fans and how you, as a fan of Oregon State, are kind of taking all of this. And what your sense of expectation and hope will be for Jonathan and his staff to continue to keep kind of building it steadily? Do they too have to? You, do you need to have Jonathan out front, having himself all over YouTube and videos and quotes and rah-rah speeches and all of the stuff that we've seen Dion engage in three uh, fascinating days in his time as the head coach at Colorado? <laughs> In the meantime, we have a steady, in a sense, a plodder, a builder, a guy who we absolutely revere in Jonathan, I do anyway, in his approach, that sound and steady, and the demeanor and, and the, the temperament of the program. I've, I've, I'm, I'm as happy as I've ever been with it. But how do you feel how we're all in this space, the world that Jonathan's in, going to continue? Do we keep thriving and surviving, or do you have nervousness about that? When there's almost this blatant open door that Colorado has said, this is how business is done now. 497-5356. Any reaction to any of that? 497-5356-1240. Joe Radio. It was a Sunday, and I had just sat down in the recliner with a bowl of chips to watch the big game when I heard a terrible sound. I hope you're not planning on sitting around the house all day. you got to get to work on this place. That game's just going to have to wait. I would, but I don't have all the equipment. That's no excuse. You can rent everything at Philomath Rental, and since they're open on Sundays, you can go out there right now. Darn you, Philomath Rental. Open seven days a week. Philomath Rental, behind Landmark Realty, just a mile and a half west of the Sunset Shopping Center. Tools and equipment for your home farm and business bursts chocolates looks forward to seeing all their customers and making some new ones this holiday season over the last 84 years a lot of things have changed by the way bursts makes candy has not they still prefer the old-fashioned method of making their candy in small batches by hand right in the store however if you're looking for something a little different bursts has added imported chocolates and confections this year make bursts chocolates part of your holiday tradition between third and fourth on madison and downtown corvallis they're online at burstchocolates.com Sweetening the Valley since 1938.
Why is Woodstock's Pizza all kinds of pizza for all kinds of people? Because no matter who you are or where you're from, you can create the perfect pizza at Woodstock's. So you can choose from over 35 fresh toppings, four made fresh daily crust options, several cheese options, including vegan and dairy-free, and six sauce options, including vegan and dairy-free, all to go along with your choice of dine-in, takeout, or delivery to most of Corvallis. So Woodstock's Pizza is all kinds of pizza for all kinds of people. Woodstock's Pizza, Kings Boulevard in Corvallis. A lot of land comes with a lot of work, and the new Kubota MX Series has a lot to offer, including the versatility to mow, move bales of hay, grade roads, and clear brush and snow. The new Kubota MX Series is rated number one in durability and owner experience. Visit Lynn Benton Tractor in Tangent or go to lynnbentontractor.com. We're still doing business the American way. All right, so I, I, uh, I think a lot of guys, and I only say that because somebody did a study, and YouTube apparently is, like, overwhelmingly a male thing, although my daughter says, that's not true, I watch it. It's, it's, it's not a generalization. It's just somebody did some statistic, and so I'm, I'm watching, sitting there watching YouTube, and it's not just for reactions anymore. I'm, I've come almost grown out of that and just looking to see what's going on. You can see the news of the day. You can watch highlights, all of that. So I'm scrolling around and there's one that it, it says Dion Sanders tours Colorado facilities. And it was like a half hour long. So I turned it on and it was raw footage of Neon with his wife, his daughter, one of his sons. I assume, I assume all of these. Um, and a friend of his who I think is like an assistant coach. And there were some things that I saw. Okay. And then this guy uh, showing him things. Uh, you know, it, okay, uh, coach, in here we have this, and in here we have that. There's just, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to say this. It's so seedy to me when people bend the knee. It's just the, the society and what we fought for. 250 years ago and where we are and my religious beliefs, I don't like it when people bend the knee to other people. So this guy was just slobbering all over himself. Well, coach, oh, co now this mm -hmm. is where we have this and that. I'm mm -hmm. just like, come on, man. But anyway, it was real. it was fine. It was cool. I enjoyed it. I watched almost the whole thing because I wanted to see the different um, – uh, facilities that, that other schools in our conference have. And they, they have some pretty nice facilities. I would take the Beavers over theirs. It was funny because eventually by what looked like close to the end of the tour, they went out onto the field and it was now. So it was freezing cold. Right. And they were joking amongst themselves. But the weirdness of it was throughout the whole thing, no one's talking. And so they're inside this building. It would be like following an athlete or a star mm -hmm. walking through the concourse of the Moda Center in the back mm -hmm. and with a bunch of family members with a guy with a boom mic and a camera because another guy was filming him doing that. And there was about four or five other people with cameras filming this whole thing as if it was like a reality show. Mm -hmm. And as they were walking through the whole thing, save for... The tour guide, which was probably an athletics, uh, you know, staff person, um, nobody said anything, hardly anything at all. And they weren't even talking amongst themselves, like, you know, a, a comment here or there. So it's like this silent movement throughout the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And um, I was caught by a couple of things. I need to answer the phone. Yeah, yeah. But one of which was 
Dion to his friend slash assistant mm-hmm. coach. And he's like, look how far we've come. And I just got this feeling like, what's his background? Yeah, Jackson State, but before that, and coaching. And is this yeah. a giant hype machine that may fall flat okay. because of sample size? Let's see what we've got on the downward dog phone line. John, multitasking as always, and that he is sharing his thoughts and yet also hoping to share Pick up the phone and let you do the same at 497-5356 on the Downward Dog phone line. The University Honda text line, if you have any reaction to what was termed early in the portal era, and now with name, image, and likeness, and those kinds of deals now available, somebody said, and it stuck, the wild, wild west. Yeah. How are you living in this wild, wild west world we're in? What's your reaction to it as a fan of Oregon State sports and football in particular. Three minutes left. Do you recognize yeah. that name? Because I couldn't hear very well. Yes, I do. Okay. Coach Hartman, there Everett Hartman, uh, joining us. Everett, uh, good friends with John Wilson growing up, whom we lost just on the Wednesday prior to the rivalry game. There will be a service for John on December 17th. Oh, Jim I and I both will be in Las Vegas. Yeah. For the, and that, that hurts us it, we, we did have a living celebration of which Everett was part of mm-hmm. uh, down at Diamond Woods for John, a great man and a dear friend, but it, it breaks our hearts and we won't be able to be there for the official memorial service on December 17th. Everett, I know that isn't why you called, but seeing your name reminded me of that. Thank you for the call and welcome to the Joe Beaver Show. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate that. And by the way, I'm going down to Las Vegas also, so okay. uh, I had to make some phone calls yesterday to some people and yeah. Let them know that I wasn't going to be at John's memorial either. But hey, uh, you are so you guys are so right. The wild, wild west. Having been an educator and a coach for 33 years, it just scares me that you're going to give uh, such leeway to young uh, men and women, and you know, allowing them to have considerable amounts of money at a young age. I just hope many of them either listen to parents or advisors or financial advisor or something like that. Uh, but a couple other thoughts. Uh, Deion Sanders, when you create an image of prime time and you embodied that throughout your baseball and football careers mm-hmm. and then you go into coaching, you can't go to Boulder and dial it back. No, uh, no. You know, you've got to keep that going. I think nowadays, 18, 19, 20-year-olds, they embrace that kind of uh, bravado. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a different world that we live in. I'm not a bling-bling guy. I'll take uh, Jonathan Smith uh, all day. But, that you know, it is what it is. My last comment, and then I'm going to let you guys go and kind of you know, just digest mm-hmm. these thoughts. I read this morning on social media, I don't know that it's true, but it said that JT Daniels had entered the transfer portal. Yeah, uh, I read that too. At USC, Georgia, <laughs> West Virginia. We had some contact with him. Yeah. I, I yeah. listened to the Scott Sanders story about his dad mm-hmm. demanding certain monetary yep. Uh, yep. gifts. And, and I thought, now there's an example of it just being, you know, taken advantage of. He's already been at three schools and could be at a fourth. Yeah. Uh, you, you've got to put some parameters and rules, policies, so that kids just can't, but as, as you guys have said, free agents every single year. Right. Yeah. Everett, great to talk to you, sir. Thank you for the call. Okay, thank uh, and, you. And thank you. Appreciate the perspective. And that's what we're looking for today. Thanks to... Dave and Everett here this half hour. We've got an hour to go. We're open. And it doesn't have to all be Dion and Portal talk. Let's talk about the Beavers and the Vegas Bowl. Your thoughts about that? Anything else you want to jump in? Okay, please. Here's the microphone. 
this thing on. This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And QID. Twelve forty. Joe Radio. I'm Jim Chesko with your money now. Another media company is cutting jobs. Various reports say BuzzFeed will lay off about 12% of its staff. The digital news and entertainment company's founder and CEO, Jonah Peretti, blamed the cuts on a combination of worsening macroeconomic conditions and changes in how people consume media. The cutbacks will reportedly impact about 180 employees spread across sales, technology, production, and content teams. Shares of BuzzFeed are sliding 5.25% today. Stocks are firmly in the red overall. The S&P 500 down 74 points. The Dow Industrials lower by nearly 500. And the Nasdaq Composite has dropped 260 or 2.3%. A recall of note citing potential hepatitis A contamination. The FDA is recalling nearly 1,300 cases of James Farm frozen raspberries. They're sold exclusively at Restaurant Depot. U.S. oil futures tumbled again today, a third straight decline. January crude sliding 3.5%, settling at 74.25 a barrel. That's your money now. Innovation. Resilience. Agility. It's how Michigan businesses work together and continue to build the future. Our expertise, talented workforce, and collaborative environment are making a difference now and shaping the future. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit michiganbusiness.org slash radio to put your plans in motion. That's michiganbusiness.org slash radio. Thanks to Total Wine, you saved more on all the gifts for the ones you adore. Wine spirits, beers all nestled on shelves. Got some advice from our helpful elves. Oh, so, so many gifts to explore when you go, go to Total Wine and more. Bottles so delightful, whoa, whoa, whoa. Price so amazingly low, low, low. Love what you find. Always lowest prices at Total Wine and more. Delivery. Have you seen Highland Bowl's expanded Strike Zone Lounge? Stop by for a burger, pizza, a hot or a cold sandwich, or a salad. There's appetizers and snacks, too. And the prices are so low on beer and spirits, it's like happy hour all day. Enjoy your favorite Oregon lottery games, too. Highland Bowl. It isn't just for bowlers anymore. Stop by and check out the expanded Strike Zone Lounge at Highland Bowl on 9th Street in Corvallis. We set them up. You knock them down. Stargazer Premier Florist knows that the holiday season is a special time with special meaning and that a meaningful gift can brighten someone's day and leave them feeling appreciated for any occasion. Choose from Stargazer Premier Florist's wide selection of fresh floral arrangements, bountiful bouquets, gift baskets, and houseplants always delivered fresh with a focus on keeping families and friends connected. Stop in, call, or view Stargazer's selection online at StargazerPremierFlorist.com. Stargazer Premier Florist, 925 Northwest Circle Boulevard in Corvallis. Hi, I'm Dennis Overs, the golf guru, with another Golf Minute with a sweeping idea for fairway woods. Many golfers have trouble hitting fairway woods solid. Here are a couple of rules to help you so you can start reaching those par fives for easy birdies. When hitting fairway woods, you have to position the ball correctly. Set up to the ball just inside your front armpit. This gives you the feeling of setting up behind the ball. Next, when hitting a fairway wood, never just pick the club up and hit down on the ball. Instead, sweep the club head along the ground to help create extension in your backswing. 
This motion will help you swing the club around your body. Finally, and most importantly, never try to help the ball into the air. The loft on the club face will do that for you. Once the ball is airborne, continue to sweep the club along the ground until your body lifts the club head into your follow through. So remember, learn to sweep fairway woods to hit powerful shots off the ground. For the Golf Minute, I'm Dennis Silvers. This week at Staples, save 40% on... Thanks for your business this year. Save 40% on... Happy Holidays, Nana! Save 40% on... You are cordially invited. Right now at Staples, you can save 40% on custom printed holiday cards and invitations. So you can say, thanks for a great year, happy holidays, or come on over, all for less. For everything you need printed this holiday, go to Staples, the working and learning store. In-store and online, ends 1217. Exclusions and restrictions apply. Ew, gotta get rid of this old Backstreet Boys t-shirt. Tell me why. Because it stinks, boys. Tell me why. I've washed it so many times, but the odor won't come out. Tell me why. No, you tell me why I can't get rid of this odor. Have you tried new Downy Rinse and Refresh? It doesn't just cover up odors. It helps remove them. Wow, it worked, guys. Yeah. Downy Rinse and Refresh removes more odor in one wash than the leading value detergent in three washes. Find it wherever you buy laundry products. Show is on the air. Try to remember. As we try to recall how things used to be, the Beavers have recovered a fumble on a flea flicker attempt. Yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. We seek to come to grips with the current state of affairs. Nobody told me there'd be days like these. Strange days indeed. Strange days indeed. All the while believing things could be better than they were today. As we wait, we invite you to join us for another run of the Joe Beaver Show, where our hearts always remain hopeful. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun, I say, it's all right. And now, here come John and Mike on the Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio. Lots of good conversations so far on the show today, and it's wide open for your phone calls and your texts. We haven't gotten to any of the texts. We'll do that, as well as take more of your phone calls and thoughts on the wild, wild west. (laughs) Only it's not the wild, wild west. It's the wild, wild everything in college football. And there are uh, there are other things going on right now, but right now it's hot and heavy with the excitement of the uh, victory in the final game of the regular season, and now the change with the portal opening yesterday, and uh, I guess uh, a month and a half. I'm glad that they finally have some some parameters on. There it. are some parameters yeah. because I think last year there weren't, which would have maybe mm-hmm. added to that True. three thousand. Maybe they get less this year, but as of now, it's a thousand, according to one of the uh, the uh, top writers, and and moving quickly towards to, three towards probably. three thousand, which is unbelievable. <laughs> you really, really would not need to go to the high school ranks. You could almost get everybody you need. Now, people will say, and this is true, that not everybody in the portal will end up somewhere. True, and that's an untold story as well. It that's, is. That's uh, a big story. Portal purgatory is kind of a term in the in the world out there, reading about it, and just that a lot of kids think, oh, 
well, I'm just going to go into the portal. Right. That looks fun. Yeah. I'm going to dive in there. And many of them end up being, they don't, they end up in a, one study showed lesser scholarship money and aid and offer and all of that than they had when they went in because well, they th- they've either been given bad advice or they've overvalued their own absolutely. situation. Not, not unlike a kid leaving school early to enter the NBA draft right. and uh, being told, no, you're not good enough, kid. I mean, it's sad when that happens. Yes. Um, and it happens to a lot of players in the portal because most of the chatter is about the frontline yes. players. The guys Not getting the, the big seven-figure seven deals or whatever yeah, it is to yeah. go somewhere. Yeah, but but that's uh, <laughs> that's something that, look, kids need parents to give them good advice. And there's a lot of truth to tweets that say, and we've got a text yeah. about that grass isn't always greener. Right. And, right. you know, make sure you watch yourself on that. that. I don't know. There needs to be adults who are giving good advice to all of these kids doing this. So if you have any thoughts on it, we'll get to some text, Johnny. In fact, and I do have a question. Yeah, yeah. At 497-5356, would love to get your reaction to all of this and the bowl game itself, the matchup itself, yeah. et cetera. What do you got? How's JT Daniels able to go three for three? I thought that once you do the portal once, the next time you do it, you have to sit out a year. Not as a graduate transfer. I assume that that's what he is now. He must be. Because be. graduate transfers, there are, and the rules and the guidelines list will grow. Very unenforced, still a, a whole new world with little guideline or, or policy that is the sense I'm getting. We heard it from Scott Barnes and others that there is very little oversight here. At least it's felt that way. But right, one right. of the guidelines on the whole portal world is if your coach gets fired, that's actual language. Yeah. Then you get an extra 30 days rather than uh, the total of 60. So you get 90 days if you to be in the portal. To be in the portal, and if you're a grad transfer, you don't have to wait for the window of the portal to open up, which officially opened up for everybody else this past Monday, and will close on January 18th, the 45-day period. Then we'll open again May 1 through May 15 for another. 15 days leading to the 60 day total. But if you're a grad transfer, you can go into the portal at any time and not have to sit out or have any kind of a waiting period. You know, in the time of this show, in the time of this show, we've gone from normalcy recruiting high school kids, Juco transfers to this new thing called grad transfers. Russell Wilson mm-hmm. was an example, although he was gone right. for a while, um, North Carolina state to baseball and then to Wisconsin. Yes, essentially. And then, and then Vernon Adams. And, yeah. and then I can't remember any other big names before it changed again. Yeah. But that was a unique thing. Like, wait, what? You mean they don't have to mm-hmm. sit out? Mm-hmm. Because at that time, everything leading up to that time, you had to sit out a year unless you went down to the FCS level. Then you could play right away. So that's what life was like. Boom, 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 boom. And then this graduate transfer thing. Okay, we had about five years of that, maybe 10. And then explosion nil combined with portal and it's a it's a wild west and we're in the middle of the change that's why it's so new to everyone and i feel i feel bad for coaches it's only to a point because they make a lot of money but i i feel bad for what they have to try to navigate with how do you build a program do you remember back in the old sports radio days you might Try to remember that kind of, no, that was something else. <laughs> but do you remember 
the old sports radio days when I would have on a fairly, he, he was a caller who became like Dave and many others, sort of a, a go-to person. Well, one was a guy named Ken from Beaverton yeah. who knew everything about recruiting. So yeah. Ken would call and we'd ask, well, what are you hearing about? You know, so-and-so. How many stars? Where's he going to go? That was in the early 90s mm-hmm. when recruiting and the, the, the in cottage industry of recruiting services and all of that was really exploding. And there were people like Erasmus in the printer shop. Mm. That whole recruiting world was like incensive, uh, stimulant to, yeah. to their sense and just into it, completely immersed in it. And some coaches that operate there too. Rick Patino was always a guy, unlike Dan Mullins, the former coach of Florida, or Dan uh, Don Munson, and eh, this whole recruiting thing. <laughs> he, he wants to get he wants to get players and coach them up. God bless him for that. Yeah, but. Yeah. You have, it isn't how business is being done, and so you, you kind of have to live in the world. But back in those early 90s, sports radio days, a young man named Nick Silva would call the show and say, well, the Blazers need to do this because they only have so much room in the salary cap, and this trade doesn't work because it doesn't match up with the cap. Do you remember that name at all, Nick Silva? I, I, he he called fairly often to the point that I would call Nick because he – had voluminous material on every NBA team in their roster. He would call around draft time and say, well, the Blazers like Aaron McKee, but, you know, they can probably, uh, this is how much they can afford under the cap. And if they go the free agent route, this is the, the space they have available. He was one of, for me in our world, an original capologist, just as a fan who took that on upon wow. himself. Did he go on to be a general manager? You know, I don't believe he did, but that was always his goal. And he he established enough of a base through those calls to the show mm-hmm. that Brad Greenberg of the Portland Trailblazers uh, front office actually began to include him in conversations and say, because this kid, Nick Silva, was doing as much in that world as mm-hmm. an amateur for the love of it than almost anybody else I knew. And Brad reached out to me and said, what's that number of the guy you have on your show? Really? And I felt happy for Nick. Went? I have no idea where Nick Silva ended up. People were, people back in that time got to me and said, you know, you know what that guy really does for a living, don't you? And I said, well, no, no. I mean, he was just Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Nick from Southeast. What do you got? <laughs> he call it with all this information. And in kind of a uh, kind of mocking kind of way, somebody, well, he's a dishwasher at the Chart House restaurant. Well, and, and I that thought, was true? Yeah, and he was. Wow. But I didn't care. So what? Yeah, if he's smart enough to put all that together. Good for him. I didn't care. Well, you get the dishwasher back on. You know, people were saying that to me. Look, <laughs> I don't he, care what. The only question is, is he wrong? No, and, and he worked hard, and he was trying to establish himself as a guy in a different industry and world, and that type of guy, he was ahead of his time, crunching yeah. numbers yeah. and data. I hope he's working in a front office he somewhere now. He has to He be. was a young, talented guy work, w- washing dishes at the chart house and establishing a name for himself by being a capologist on sports <laughs> radio, 1520. And any time a trade would come up, and I remember asking Brad Greenberg once about who was an assistant general manager or director of player personnel. I can't quite remember his title in those days with the Blazers. Yeah. But because when Brad reached out to me about Nick's number, yeah. I asked him, hey, do you is he usually right? Oh, yeah. In fact, he's got stuff sometimes that we don't have. <laughs> so That's a great story. It's a great story. I don't know whatever became of Nick Silva after I moved on, and, and I don't know. I hope Nick's a wow. front office guy somewhere. He worked hard to try to 
do that. That was his ambition and dream. So I hope it happened for it. Nick, if you're out there, God bless you. Great work. Thank you for sharing the fruit of your labor with us. I feel as though every every program probably has one. I say I feel as though. Yeah. Capologist, portal watchers only. Oh, yeah. The, fine, you know, I know that I, I, I know within our world, we've got probably six, seven, eight guys whose job is to navigate everything, whether it's high school recruiting, JUCO yes. recruiting, the portal, who's will, in, who's out. I will out. tell you this. In doing my research on Florida, first thing I went to was head coach. Who, who's, who's this Napier guy? Because mm-hmm. the only Napier I know is the guy that would fill in for Rome on uh, <laughs> Grant. Grant Napier. And I'm thinking, well, maybe they're, they're related. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So got through that. Then I looked at the entire roster to see if there are any Oregonians. Mm-hmm. The only one I saw was one kid from Washington. Okay. And uh, don't think anybody from L.A. I mean, they, <laughs> Florida can handle itself just mm-hmm. like L.A. can handle itself. Then I got to Coaching Tree. Because, you know, there are gems in there like, oh, wait a second. I remember I mean, him, yeah. Or, uh, Oregon right. State played, um, I don't remember which team. I was going to do the game. I should remember this because I did all the, the studying for it. And a former Beaver, uh, you know, was from uh, playing for Ralph and has been in women's basketball Danny for Evans. a long Danny Evans yeah. was on there. And mm-hmm. I thought, oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. So you find these things when you read deep. And then right. if you really want to go deep, you look into the bios of players and uh, there are some life connections that you go, no, and it turns out to be true. But one of the, I did all that, and then I got to the roster of coaches that then take you down into staff. The Florida staff list was about, I don't want to compare it to Oregon State because then you're, you're, you're intimating good versus bad. I'll just say budget. They had about 35 people who did things that you aren't on most staffs. For example, a coordinator of video film, an assistant coordinator mm-hmm. of video film, a quarterback's um, quarterback talent coordinator, and right. one for every position. I mean, I'm not kidding. <laughs> right. It no, got I so got long, you. I just stopped. I right. like, uh, yeah, We're mm-hmm. not even down to the secretaries yet. Right. And eventually you do get down there, but there must have been – 35 or 40 of these people on this staff. I can't imagine what their sideline looks like. (laughs) And that's just the budget they have. Mm -hmm. But they, in those 35 or 40, to your point, there had to be several people, at least four or five people who do nothing but look through recruiting opportunities. Oh, yeah, I'm sure of it. Portal, JUCO, high school. And the Beavers, in their own world, have a a strong, what essentially, recruiting staff, director of player personnel, different titles, but all in on the same mission, to build the Beavers roster and to manage the roster. But that's... that's I wouldn't want to be the person who's in control of that. It's part of what, too, again, somebody like a Nick Silva, the dishwasher, but... a guy who I hope and did carve out a great career for himself, but did a great job of managing his own material, just as coaches today have to have a big... I'm happy for Billy Napier to have that kind of staff that can, yeah. I'm sure, be... I, you hope you can delegate tasks. And it's like what's left for the coach to yeah, do. Yeah, well, you hope coach. But but certainly Jonathan's a relationship builder, too. Yeah, yeah. And is a tremendous closer and a guy that people believe in and his methods and and the atmosphere you hope you've created at Oregon State has a foundation of stability, of trust, that the players like being here, they like each other, and you work very hard to find 
players, not to say the Beavers haven't been hit by the portal or won't be hit by it this year. The activity from Oregon State into the portal has been light compared to a lot of other programs we've seen. That may change in the days ahead. It may change even while we're sitting here speaking, for all I know. But if, you, if you've done enough preliminary work, and not just preliminary work, but how you carry yourself in your life <laughs> and how you entreat people and how you I build have... relationships with people. I think we, in that case, at Oregon State with Jonathan and his staff, I feel very confident and good about yeah. what they're doing oh. in that world. And it's come, it's proven. It's proven. I mean, players say it coming and going. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if there's been any movement lately, but you don't see a huge thing. Oregon already, as of this morning, had 10 players leaving. Oregon does, yeah. yeah. And, you know, we may have more. Again, Scott Ruick builds a great culture at at Oregon State women's basketball. Tremendous coach, a beautiful family atmosphere, a great fan base. It doesn't keep good, hearted, loving, kind people that we've enjoyed having in in our programs who move on to different – it happens. But I got – you know what? But it's not – so that's not an indictment of of the coach or the program players leave. It isn't simply on its face – now, there may be, in some cases, underlying and deeper issues that perhaps need to be considered and explored when youngsters choose to leave their schools. For what are, There could be reasons that go deeper than just, I'm looking for a better nil deal somewhere. Well, if you look at Florida, though, they got 23 that are, are already are moving on. You know, mm-hmm. now a couple of those are dismissals, and then four of them are mm-hmm. uh, NFL draft, uh, and the rest are transfer portals. So eh, there's an issue right. there. It could Something's be. not quite right. right, although they're starting with a higher number, obviously, than the other sports. I don't want to go completely completely off the rails, but when you talked about being good and this mm-hmm. and that, it, it reminded me of a story someone recently told me, and I apologize profusely who told me this story. It might have even been you. Well, I'm about, glad you're apologizing. Nick that. Saban. It wouldn't be me telling you a Nick Saban story. Nick Saban, when he was working as the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I don't know I, this story. I, I have been told by yeah. this person, and I, they, I don't remember their connection with it. It wasn't just, I heard it was yeah. more of a connection. Okay. He was. He had a deal where no one could speak to him, <laughs> and there was a list of who could speak to him. No, it gets better. Imagine living your life. Oh, that yeah, way. I know. No, no so, eye contact with me when I come yes, through J Lo. There was a there was a protocol, no, and it was that. it was scripted. And according to this person, it was down to everything, and a small number of people could speak to him. And if you did, you'd get fired. And if you didn't get fired, you'd certainly get reprimanded, yeah. or the person above you would get in trouble because you made that mistake, so on and so right. forth. So. He's new in one way or another. I can't remember. He crosses paths with this woman. She comes out of one of the buildings. You know, you're on the campus of the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's early. It's new. I don't know the time period, but she didn't get the memo. <laughs> and she says, hey, coach, how you doing? In, as they're don't tell me coming there was upon a each other. For that. And he says something to the effect, as I remember yeah. the story. And again, it, it might have been literally yesterday, and I've forgotten who okay. told me the story. That don't, uh, it's nothing personal. It's I just, yeah, I don't know, short term memory. Anyway, he dresses her down. Who, 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 uh, who do you work for? No, he didn't ask her that. He didn't ask her that because that's the punchline. He's like, uh, you've been here long, and and don't you know, you know who I am, and <laughs> you're not supposed to talk to me. <laughs> And he just treated her horribly. You know who she ended up being? The uh, owner's secretary. The owner of the, Alabama football? No, the owner oh, of the, the Dolphins. Oh, the owner of the Dolphins. The owner okay. of the Dolphins admin. Okay. And, you know, that's like the hand of the king. 
they're virtually as important yeah. as the as right. the owner, the leader. You do not mess with the hand. So I hope of the she, king. I mean, she must have reported this to Dad. Oh yeah, and uh, he got fired, but I don't know that there's any proof he got yeah. fired for that. Yeah, probably not. You, you don't get fired in the NFL no. for much except losing a lot of games. Right, right, right. But can you imagine living? I, I, that's that, I, and, and I'm wondering if anybody anywhere right now. <laughs> When I say, can you imagine, maybe some of you can and say, you know what, that sounds like he's the ultimate arrogant man ever. (laughs) But maybe, have any of you ever worked in a structure or have read enough of the superstructures of the world and the power players of the world, as Nick is in his world, if you don't put that in place, you'd never get anywhere. You'd never do anything. Hey, Nick, hey, Coach. I, I, I still can't imagine it. I can't imagine how much effort it takes to smile and say, hey, coach, hey, good morning. How are you as you're passing on the sidewalk? I can't. That's impossible for me to get my mind around that he wouldn't allow that. Right, and it clearly wasn't a, hey, Knight, what's up? Right, hey, Knight, and he pulls the kid aside. I I can almost understand from Bob's perspective. It's Mr. Knight to you or coach, not just, hey, Knight, and that – you know, he got in trouble right. for his reaction to right. it, but the right. kid was out of line to treat him in that Absolutely. cavalier way. And, and that's for all of society. Yes. I think youngsters shouldn't be that right. dis- familiar familiar or disrespectful, if you will, to, yeah. to the older generation, but that's a different argument. Yeah. Um, no, she, you you got to be careful who you're, who you're dressing no down. No doubt. No doubt, but, it, but the problem with that whole thing, you got to be careful, you, pay, you better know. Just live better. Well, yeah. Just be better. Yeah. Be a nicer person. It's like it's Ron Callen at the gas station that closed when they needed this. We'll take a break on this note, but it's one of my favorite stories from Callen ever. Pulling into it, they needed to get the rental car back to the airport trying to fly out. And it was like 9.59. The, the gas station closed at 10 and turned off their power to their air. And they needed to get air in a tire before taking the car back. Or get a little gas in it, or something. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. the exact need that Ron had, but the guy said, "Oh, we're closed." Well, it's nine fifteen. Yeah, but we got to turn power down. And we're closed. And Ron Cal just looked again. Can't can't you just let us use the, the the air machine to get? No, we're closed, sir. And Ron, as he drove away, <laughs> be a human being, please. <laughs> just be a human being. That, that was asking too much of that guy at that gas station knowing, at that knowing time. Knowing Ron, he's so nice. That <laughs> That's like a fluffy bunny trying to swear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Be a human being. But imagine living life where those types of rules you, literally you have put rules in place who talks about to who, who can doesn't. look at you and talk to you. Wow. Staggering. <laughs> Let's take a break. If you have any thoughts on it, even, well, yeah, Mike, but you know, you've never lived in a high-power world like that. You live in Corvallis, <laughs> Oregon. For anybody to function in that high-power world, he, then you got to have things like that in place. J-Lo has to have rules about eye contact because if she didn't, too, there would be too much familiarity. <laughs> cool. If you're decrying it overnight and the kid in the hallway, then there, that's why there are standards and guidelines set for these great people. If you, if you have any thoughts <laughs> about any of it, Four nine seven fifty three. The wild, wild west. <laughs> yeah, the wild, wild west. The beavers in Florida. What do you make of the matchup? A lot of people on Twitter. Ah, this is not a sexy matchup. This, you know, and 
Beavers are going to win 45 to 10. It's not going to be a great. Well, I hope they win 70 I, yeah, to nothing. I, 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 I mean, go win the game big. If they have pride for their school and their school name and their SEC yes. football, they're going to try it's their the hardest. the Florida Gators. I say bury them. Bury them. And, yes. and just let any national broadcaster say, well, well that's half a team. Whatever they want to say, it doesn't game. matter. Go. No. Go play. No, Prepare. You're here. You play. We yeah. beat you too bad. 497-5356. Any thoughts on any of the above? Your own contributions we'd love to hear from you four nine seven five three five six do any of you know a nick silva in your life and story yeah working as a cab working as a dishwasher cab driver whatever it is but with a goal to get into this sports industry or do something else that you could say yeah i'm one of them or my daughter is or my nephew is or more power to them and i'm hoping that in the niche world, and that was the early 90s. If he were doing the same stuff now, he'd have a job right now. Oh, yeah. 497 1240 Joe Radio. At Albin's Plumbing, we're boring. Hi, I'm Katie Albin, and I want everyone to know that at Albin's Plumbing, we're boring. Directional boring, to be exact. So if you need to run a pipe underground, under a driveway, or under a sidewalk, and you don't want to destroy your yard in the process, the boring people at Albin's Plumbing can help you with your directional boring. Just give us a call. At Albin's Plumbing, plumbing's all we do. Call 754-8282, Albin's Plumbing. What's your power like today? Are you driving a powerful vehicle or are you just getting there? Fall and winter is coming and Power Honda in Albany has the CRV, Pilot, HRV, Odyssey, Passport SUVs, Ridgeline trucks, and over a thousand pre-owned vehicles to choose from to help you get to where you're going this fall and winter. So come, experience the power at Power Honda in Albany or go to mypowerhonda.com. Get a great deal on versatile Kubota equipment today, like Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors. Part of Kubota's tractor lineup rated number one in durability and owner experience. Plus, C-Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles. Stop by Lynn Benton Tractor today and bring home the Kubota L2501 tractor for $0 down, 0% APR, plus save up to $1,000 now through December 31st. See Lynn Benton Tractor and Tangent or go to KubotaUSA.com for more details. Have you been putting off that remodeling project? Have you finally decided to take a leap and get it done? For over 30 years, people in the Mid-Valley have been going to Corvallis Floor Covering. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, countertops, wood and vinyl flooring and window coverings from all the popular brands that you know, love and gotta have. They're on the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering and go Beeves. In sports, it's important to have a talented starting lineup. The same is true if you need some advice with personal or business tax planning or just some help with strategy. See the starting lineup at Tax and Wealth Management, David Mendenhall, Bill Heck, or Robert Berry. They have the experience you need to successfully execute the game plan every time. They'd also like to take this moment to wish all of their clients and friends a very safe and joyous holiday season. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. Nope, nope. All right, welcome back. We continue here on the Joe Beaver Show. So you've got Josh, our young yeah, friend Josh, and I'm glad. We should get TJ in here too. TJ Matthewson, come on in. It's time for the young people. Too much talk of Erasmus of Rotterdam. Come on in, come on in. But Erasmus was one of those guys that interests me only because he was one of those guys. 
Thomas More, uh, uh, at the same time period, if you've ever seen the excellent film A Man for All Seasons, a great movie uh, with a tremendous performance uh, by the actor, uh, gosh, his name is slipping me now. That, that's what life begins to hurt. Life film. begins to hurt the dad in Quiz Show. That actor's name who played oh, yeah, Thomas yeah, yeah. Moore yeah, like in A Man for All Seasons. Charlie, what did yes, you do? Yes, exactly. Give me his name. Somebody give me his name now. Oh, it hurts Charlie. my heart to not remember that. That's a great movie. Charlie, it is. He's a good actor, but he plays Thomas Moore in A Man for All Seasons. And Moore was a gay. This is Moore and Erasmus were on different sides of the equation, and you've got to be an Erasmus in our modern era, namely looking into that poor old pull here, pull there. Whereas Moore pursued in his lifetime a policy of strict censorship on printing. This printing thing is getting out of control. <laughs> so the printing press overwhelmed the world oh, when yeah. it Some, came about. Somebody had a list of, I don't know, a few years ago of the most important inventions, and the printing press oh, won. Oh, my gosh. It is incredible. It won. And, and so more and others trying to censor some of the new material coming, translations of the scriptures, other things that were beginning to come. More, mm -hmm. we, yeah, we got to suppress it. We can't. You know, and Moore was a good man, a good person who had principles and ideas behind why he wanted a suppression. But as Paul Johnson said, Moore and his ilk were swimming against the tide, <laughs> whereas Erasmus was in the printer shop smelling the incense of the printer's ink. And, and so what I'm yeah, what I'm suggesting is here we are now in our age, paradigms of now you can plod and in a man for all seasons, Orson Welles is Cardinal Wolsey. The king needs, needs an error. What are you going to do about it? And Morris says, well, I don't think I need to help the king in that respect. You know, he knows what to do to try to create himself an error. And so Orson Welles, oh, you want to plod on this. You're a plotter, eh, Moore? Okay, we'll plod. What are you going to do to help make this happen? Orson Welles. Great film, great dialogue, tremendous. But you've got more and maybe a more of a plotting. We're going to just stay and we've got to... We got to keep building the way we always have, and here's Erasmus just pumping out content, pumping out content through the amazing invention of the printing press and material everywhere. Deion Sanders gazing into the portal. Boy, there's a lot going. The portal's popping. Hell's a popping. It's a so you have different plans and approaches. Yeah. Jonathan Smith, I think, is a little more on the more side, more of a plotter, but he's got his hands in that world and needs to. So there's a happy medium that you hope you can find in the in the world, the crazy world we're in. And I believe we are perfectly equipped with Jonathan and his staff to deal with all of it. So that said, well, we want to get Josh Warden and TJ's Josh, younger perspective on it. Josh's on is, uh, text is not so much... Uh, a youthful look at okay. things. It's a fact and figure thing that's really interesting. And then we'll get TJ's thoughts just from a, a younger person's mm -hmm. uh, standpoint, having grown up with right. all these changes and all that stuff. Anyway, Josh says, also worth noting that while the portal chaos is a reality for now, rules for the portal are far from cemented. Yeah, that's part of the chaos. But he, he goes on to say, uh, and will for some time. For example, there was a rule, and I remember this now, put in place... This year, penalizing teams for accepting a transfer who eventually leaves the school. Trying to remember the details, but if I remember correctly, the student athlete would count against the scholarship limit even when they transferred again. And just as a side note to add to that, I think they also counted against that uh, grade calculation. APR. The yeah. APR. Mm -hmm. But then the rule was scrapped almost immediately because of the backlash that would lead to fewer scholarships actually going to yep. active students yep. and uh, oppor less opportunities for them to find teams. Anyway, uh, point being is that 
the sea of change is far from settled. Well, the sea of change is absolutely. no, it's right. And the other thing too on on signing classes, a coaching staff or programs no longer for two years now no longer capped at twenty five signees per year. That limit's been waived for the next two years. As long as you don't exceed, you still only have eighty five scholarships. Uh-huh. But if you have a mass exodus of players. You're no longer right. limited to just signing 25. You could sign 40 yeah. or more in theory as long as you don't exceed the 80. The, so I 25 is out. out. I remember that coming out in response to, we just lost 25 right. people. Exactly. We need to fill that. And the general, yeah, I'm just thinking too, there's got to be a role maybe for young TJ here to become the general manager of the Oregon <laughs> State Beavers in that roster management with the COVID years also factored in, mm-hmm. you have the free year given. There are players in our own Jaden Grant injuries, the COVID year, seventh year. Yeah. Love Jaden and love that he got to fully maximize an experience in as much health as possible when, it, when that was such a challenge for him to get on the field. But he ended up getting seven years, and that's a tremendous story right. to me. But the COVID year has also created just a, a high number of players that are still on your roster that right. count against your scholarship limit. And so just to have somebody on a staff who can manage all of that is right. a very valuable person or persons in this day and age, TJ. So Yes. To that rule Josh texted in, I didn't know that rule was a thing. And to be honest, I'm glad they scrapped it because it really doesn't make sense of you penalize the program for accepting a player that eventually leaves. Right. How are they supposed to know the player is going to leave? That doesn't that doesn't stop players transferring. No, because the player himself, who's going to transfer again, isn't affected at all. He's like, oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> at the time it came out, it was like, well, well, then you're expecting them to be mind readers, and I don't know. I have no idea why they put that in, other than to maybe say, well, then make sure you vet him better. Vet him. Make sure you vet who you're but bringing. You in. can only vet so much, right. you guys. Right. Minds change all the time. Yeah. And, and like it, even in our own world, when I brought up some of the, the women's basketball players who chose to transfer, these were delightful citizens and people. Yeah. yeah. Great, great young women who, for different reasons, chose to go somewhere else, not because of, oh, this widespread discontent. Right. You know, that's why one of the words used at one point about uh, even Chance Nolan entering the portal, I, you know, he was not, he didn't do so out of, I hate Oregon State and mm-hmm. I hate what's going on here kind of, you know, maybe getting a sense of where things were going. A good, good young man, valued, and you saw his statement when he left, and you heard what Jonathan had to say about him and appreciating everything that he did. Not everybody going into the portal, yeah, clearly not everyone, is doing so out of this, I got to get out of here as soon as possible. I mean, I think there's this sometimes a false sense of what is out there yes. that's supposedly going to yes. be better for them. I just think we need... We need the NCAA to do something. If the, the NCAA wants to like continue to be an organization that has any sort of power in this sport, like gotta like start enforcing their own rules. Like, like, well, the, the biggest thing I can think of right now, there, there's a bunch of things, mm-hmm. but like midseason recruiting to try and get guys off rosters. I mean, that might be the biggest one at all because you know you have a school swoop in midseason and say. I'll come here next year. You there put should you, be no you put contact. your hat. Well, you put your hat t- in the portal. That happened at ASU yesterday. They had an offensive lineman go in the portal. He's already committed to Michigan. Yeah, but he, that, yeah, but that all happened yesterday, not last week. He was it, he was at the on the campus of Michigan in the first day of the transfer right. portal, meeting coaches and signing. So, in other words, tampering took place. Oh, hundred percent. Absolutely, it did. Yeah, yeah. 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 And what you're and, saying is, but how does one? 
You say the NCAA should enforce the no tampering rule, mm-hmm. but they're not, and they don't, <laughs> yeah. but they should. Is that what you're saying? I don't know how they would do it. That's for well, the, the people be, with a, a much higher investigations. It would be a much a mu- people much higher on the on the payroll than me I mean, to figure of, that out. Yeah, think of all of the accusations and all of the investigations. It would never they couldn't. It would handle be never them. ending. Right, it, right. They couldn't handle them. I have a question that I think I know the answer to for both of you. Can't you go into the portal and look around and then come back out? Yes, it, if it, you are offered. A scholarship to come back, you you can. Yeah, yeah. if your team yeah. will have you back. Right. Yes. Yes, you can. Probably not done very often because you're turning your back on them, quote unquote, in theory. Testing the waters. You do have to leave the team to go in the portal. Because if you test the waters of the NBA or Major League yeah. Baseball or whatever, they're not going to get mad at you for trying to Usually not, yes. But That's right. the portal might be a different thing. But, I mean, there's probably a small number of players who have gone mm-hmm. into the portal and come back. And the same thing, you know, with the combine as well. You're like, oh, I might test the combine. I might mm-hmm. think about it for a second. But there is, I don't know when the deadline is. You can come back. Well, you can that, go back one of the, that. One of the strategies of doing that is to get the pro people to see you and tell you, do this, do mm-hmm. this, and do that. And then you come back. The evaluative every, piece. I was yeah. going to say, every doesn't. Every player who enters their name into the draft get an evaluation from the NFL where they're going to be yes, picked. I yeah. believe yes. that. That's the case. So they can get that, analyze that, and come back. But you don't get that with the portal. The NCAA is like, well, we have some suitors for you. Uh, I think Louisiana Lafayette, uh, Southern Miss, and, oh, we'll throw in Northwestern, too. I think those would be good options for you. <laughs> but you are right. You are right in that... If a guy is on another campus the next day, there was tampering. Hundred percent. Like you can't. There's just no way. I, unless that, that was. I, I like Michigan. I'll fly in, introduce myself, see if they'll have me. <laughs> yeah, oh, you will. Nice <laughs> to meet you. Welcome aboard. No, of course it doesn't work that <laughs> I way. I mean, I mean, think of like former coaches that then okay they'll go there and yeah. they say, hey, I kind of like right. you back there. Why don't you come sure. play with us? And that's all through back channels, the plausible right. deniability. Oh, I never spoke to anybody. I no. don't know. Nobody on our staff did. I remember, guys, I remember 20 years ago having a conversation on the road, on the bus, with one of uh, the assistant women's coaches. And we were taught, it was, you know, I was mm-hmm. learning this whole thing about college sports and how it works behind the scenes. Right. And she said, Yeah, and you know, one thing that keeps happening, but people don't know about it is what we're talking about, yeah. tampering. I'm like, wait, what? Because you, you would think that after you go through, you sign someone, they're on your team. And she said, oh, no. 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 They keep, if they had a relationship, they keep calling Sure, them. absolutely. And that happened long That's been going on forever. Yeah, it has. And look at the difference between leagues that have a competitive balance agreement and, and you know, the college sports who don't. How, how much did the Dolphins get fined for tampering with Tom Brady? A, a lot. I think mm-hmm. what their owner got suspended four games, got over a million dollars of fines, etc., for ushering him onto a boat. But True. there's, but there's nothing story. here at this level. And right, there's too, nothing that like that. And being too familiar with Nick Saban. <laughs> yeah. um, if you have any thoughts on any of this, 497-5356, the Downward Dog phone line, the University Honda text line, 497-5356. One of the... I had a friend, and I, I don't know if he was anticipating the modern age, I, maybe not, but I remember we all marveled at his crassness. Again, I've used that word today, just, gosh, it's yeah. just some of the Dion stuff, is, it seems garish and crash in its own way, it rolled out the way it is. I had a friend who had the audacity to say to his current girlfriend, this is back in the old college days, said to her, I like you a lot, but I want to kind of see, he just had this conversation, I want to see what else is out there, but I want you 
Will you wait for me to see how I do <laughs> out there? What happens? And uh, be here if it doesn't work out. And she liked, loved him, whatever. Was so, yeah, she agreed to that program. Oh, mistake. That's no, a, no. So that's a little oh. bit the, the poor. I mean, can you? I mean, remember? I remember we said, Kurt, you actually, yeah. <laughs> she signed off on it. You can't. I feel we, so we, we, bad. We for talked her. about that forever. That, well, he. he that, did you they? Know, did they ever get? They got back together. And did they get married? All they, these years later. I'm not so sure about that, but they did get back together. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt entered the transfer portal oh, he and, did. and didn't like and I mean, and the didn't get the kind of offers. Do I still have a scholarship? And he had it when he got back. We we marveled over that I, for a I long time. I feel bad for her. Yeah, I, I do feel really bad. you got to stand up for yourself. <laughs> Come on, man. Get a voice. Goodness. Let's go Let's go to, to, to Greg on the Downward Dog phone line. Good afternoon, Greg. Hello, Mike. Hello, John. I, I uh, blast from the past for you. But yeah, good to hear from you. Yeah, back in town for a little bit. I happened to jump off of your transfer portal topic. I want to go back to the Civil War, mm-hmm. uh, regale you with a story. I was with a crew of guys at a trade show in Orlando, Florida on game day. And the focus was if we can get everything ready and get a TV up in time, maybe we can catch the Ohio State-Michigan game and then follow that up with the Civil War afterwards, which we were able to do. So we had a 57-inch uh, or something, a large monitor that we piped in a uh, stream. And the uh, Ohio State game was um, enjoyable for everybody because uh, one of the guys on the crew was a Michigan fan, and he was feeling pretty high. Um, about the time the Ducks went up 31-10, to 10, was it? Mm-hmm. Everybody's spirits were down. We're like, you know what? It's almost seven thirty or eight East Coast time. Maybe let's uh, let's just call it a night, guys, because it's been a long day. So, so I took off first. I had you on the rate on my um, on my phone. I was listening to you from the time I left the show floor to the time I got to my hotel on an Uber ride. The the beers that scored. I think I got into the hotel bar area to catch the game as um, was Finwick the one that got to go ahead or yes. was it no well so was it was got by the... the time I got to the hotel that was an amazing stretch and that wasn't that long <laughs> of an uber ride was it it was only it was only a 10 and 12 minute uber ride but I was walking <laughs> from the show floor down waiting and then get in the car so it was maybe a 15 minute stretch where the whole game yeah. shifted yeah and we didn't get to celebrate it together until the next day because they were at a different hotel but hmm. it was just uh an interesting yeah. turn of events, but it felt like the game was over, but you still had eight minutes to go. Unbelievable. Yeah, you. That's the a great story. Had, the Beavers took the lead. The Essentially, they had just won the game, but they had to still hold right. the straight. And, and, and the way it worked out was beautiful, too, in this sense. Yeah. I mean, the Beavers scored 28 points in game time of about 11 minutes, I think, you know, in, yeah. in real game yeah. time. But scored, they've got the lead now with eight and a half to eight, 11 to go. A lot of time. And yep. Oregon, bless their hearts, took five and a half minutes off the clock driving down to not score. To not score, that <laughs> so helped. the Beavers able to run it out. Greg, did your any, yeah. did your your cohorts get to see it, or did they all just turn it off? Oh yeah, they, yeah, they were all at another hotel bar watching it together. I had a different hotel. I happened to have a different one this week, um, but I was just kind of on my own, kind of in the Uber, in my own world, kind of you know. Just thoroughly enjoyed the call, Mike. Your call throughout that was it. It well, took me back, you know, just over the course of the years of listening to you for so long. 
Um, that I think your call, the sequences Jim Wilson's adding, just makes it so much more enjoyable. It's interesting being out of Corvallis mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and having a chance to listen to other broadcasters. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody compares to you guys. Well, hey, so Greg, that's... To the, it was crazy, I, and this goes into the bowl game a little bit. I was listening to the Florida, Florida State game just for fun because that was on that week, too. But I happened to have the live stream of it on, and I was listening to the Florida guys, and or the minutes Florida State, but they had like ex players that were just chiming in over the top of the play by play. They're kind of it, it, it was just a lot less professional than how Jim gives you space and you set the stage, and you know you guys have sort of almost like a, you're at the bar just talking through the strategy, but you're calling it as it happens too. And it's a really pleasant way to listen to the game. I enjoy it. I enjoy it thoroughly. It's kind of you, Greg. I will ask you this, though, and I appreciate you giving us that story in kind of a different way to experience the amazement. I have two questions for you. One is, you get in the Uber, and you must have heard, as others have shared with me, if you were listening, Mike, you were so down. We felt. I had a friend text me and say, I felt so bad for you. you. I was with you every step of the way, Mike. I was was downcast. I that's why I left so fast. I'm like, okay, yeah. are we done? Because I got to. Right. I'm done. I can't like, watch I this. And... Yeah, I can't watch it anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, and from my own lips, I just hate the Ducks when they kick that field. I'm like, man, <laughs> it, it just frustrates me so much. And then, and then dudes turn around. Yeah. But Jonathan Smith, I mean, he's built a team that doesn't quit. And I think as a as a fan base, it's hard to appreciate. Even going back to the Washington game last year, the Colorado game, the year before. It's hard to appreciate having been in the ebbs and flows of late game collapses and just it's over. There's no chance mm-hmm. to now seeing a team that genuinely doesn't doesn't think they're out of a game, even when they don't have a quarterback that can throw downfield, they still don't think they're out of a game. Twenty one down, which is remarkable. It so, is, and, and they've and, had <laughs> several wins this year. I mean, the the Fresno State, Stanford, and mm-hmm. victory over Oregon all you know, d- mm-hmm. deep deficits pretty late in the game and rallied to win yeah. all of those. Yeah. Yeah. Impressive. Great, great bunch of guys. Great leadership from the the outgoing seniors and the upperclassmen who are going to move on. But I think the foundation has been set. I think the culture is there. Looking forward to seeing who they maybe pull in from the the 100 players that are available as quarterbacks in the transfer portal. <laughs> hey, <laughs> on that... Three. As yeah. of yesterday, there were 63 already in the transfer portal. Right. Wow. No, I, quarterbacks. That's yes. Greg, the Just final, the final two, two things, again, with you. Thank you for calling yes. us. Right. One, is, one is, what you just said, is this where you <clears throat> kind of come down and in on this wide-ranging kind of wild conversation we've had about the direction of everything? Are we, do you join me, at least I, I feel, even with the chaos swirling all around, the stability that Jonathan has created with his program and staff makes me think that through all of it, through the wildness and people jumping here and there and everywhere and Dion being hired for 5.9 and money they're looking for to pay him, all of that stuff going on, I feel like with Jonathan here steering our ship, I feel good that we're going to come yeah. out of this all okay in the short <laughs> and long run. Do you do you concur? Well, I do. I think the, the tell is... How many guys are jumping ship from Stanford and nobody's going in? How many guys are jumping ship from Oregon and they might get a couple more flash in the pans that are highly rated 
but don't like the situation. If you can identify guys that want to be there and you can identify guys that want to come into that, it becomes a little bit of a, um, I guess, an island in the midst of the storm for a lot of these players that uh, are maybe misled or misguided or have expectations that the whole world's rocked and they don't have a place that they fit. But if they can land in a, it's almost counterculture to have the open door policy of, you know, you got 20 guys going out every year and you got 20 guys coming in, all transfers. And it's almost separate from your recruiting class. Yeah, and no doubt. No to be doubt. able to manage that would right. be a nightmare. <laughs> but if you can pick and choose a handful of guys to bring in that only solidify and add to what you're doing and you're recruiting guys that, are able to see it for what it is, and it, there might be disappointment, but the value is the team in uh, the NIL. Or, I mean, the NIL is going to play a big part. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me, but but I think even the NIL, there's there's going to be a sort of settling down of all that, and that might end up ultimately becoming the Alabamas and Texas just dumping money that they waste even more so than they've wasted on facilities. <laughs> hey, last thing for you, Greg. Great stuff. Thank yeah. you for the call. That yeah. is... When the Beavers did uh, the fourth down pass incomplete and Ben Goldranson mm-hmm. victory formation after the Fenwick first down and the Beavers win, you know, the, the great line by Wordsworth, surprised by joy, I turned to share the transport. But there was no one there. Oh, yeah. He was by himself. So how did he share? The, how did you share the joy in the moment? Was there anybody in the <laughs> bar area celebrating with you because they had the Beavers in the bat or what? No, no, no. I, I mean, it was. I was by that time. I had, I had uh, settled into my room, and okay. I was just like, I think, <laughs> overwhelmed in solitude. Yeah. Of yeah. kind of near to tears of like, how did they do that? <laughs> and how sweet it was to go from the depths. Yeah. In in a matter of minutes to uh, joy. It was amazing. Um, it was. You know, C.S. Lewis surprised by joy. Yep. I think that's where it was. Like you're surprised in the situation. Like. It was. I was kind of comparing it. I happened to be at the ninety, the ninety-eight Civil mm-hmm, War. I had mm-hmm. the the luxury that was my second year in town, and I got tickets to that. And I didn't know what I was in for, but that was a great game. So I didn't have the context. Yes. But this, I would say, was as good. And I was at the the uh, USC mm-hmm. uh, Thursday night game too. Mm-hmm. I think the Thursday night game was as as fun to watch as this one was, but I think this was probably better than both of those for me. Great. 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 And I don't know why. Yeah. It, well, I'm glad it was, and I'm glad you shared yeah. your experience with us here today. Thank you for the call. Good to talk to you, Greg. Let's uh, take our final break, Doc, and wrap up the show for today. Next, any text we'll get to as we wrap it up today on 1240 Joe Radio. Weddings, anniversaries, holiday parties, corporate events, large or small, make them spectacular with Forks and Corks Catering. From delicious bites to signature cocktails, they'll ensure an experience that is a delight for you and your guests. With their fresh cuisine, artful presentation, and polished service, Forks and Corks always creates a spectacular symphony of sensory delight. View their menu and list of venues online. Forks and Corks Catering, events designed to delight. Catering to the Willamette Valley since 2011. 
Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today, 541-758. 8245. Edward Jones, member SIPC. It's Medicare open enrollment time. See the Medicare specialists at Rhodes Warden Insurance Agency. Look at all the 2022 plan choices, including prescription drug plans and Medicare Advantage. This is your time to see if you can find a lower premium and extra benefits. Open enrollment starts October 15th and ends December 7th. Call now to make an appointment. Since 1961, Rhodes Warden Insurance Agency, Lebanon, Albany, and Staten, or RhodesWardenINS.com. Hey everyone, if you're looking for an appliance like a refrigerator or a freezer or dishwasher, cooking appliances, washers and dryers, or an appliance accessory, contact Kellenberger Appliance in Lebanon, the best place to buy appliances at 21 Main Street in Lebanon. They offer install and delivery on the product they sell like Whirlpool, Frigidaire, Maytag, Speed Queen. They even offer service on most major brands. Kellenberger Appliance at 21 Main Street in Lebanon and on the web at kellenbergers.com. Have you been putting off that remodeling project? Have you finally decided to take a leap and get it done? For over 30 years, people in the Mid-Valley have been going to Corvallis Floor Covering. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, countertops, wood and vinyl flooring, and window coverings from all the popular brands that you know, love, and gotta have. They're on the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown, or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering, and go Beebs! Go, man, go. All right, here we go. Um, I don't have names on all of them, but I'm just going to go top to bottom here with text. Uh, upside of the bowl game being moved to 1130 is that the, the Golden Knights play at 7 oh. at T-Mobile on Saturday night. Okay. That's not bad. I'll, I'll be there. Their game presentation is among the best in all of pro sports. Interesting. Is that Caden Grenier? Ask season ticket holder Caden Grenier. It says that on there. Is that it really? Okay, I didn't know. Wow, who I wonder who that is. Um, okay, here's another one. Any updates on the Horning Award status? That's a good question. What were the dates on that? I've got it I in my remember. notes. I don't know. We'll look into it for tomorrow. Uh, Paul Schofield. Thank you. Paul Schofield is Thomas Moore. Tom, yeah. Okay. Uh, then there was Josh's less. Says, was reading Beaver Blitz that Jonathan Smith was selected coach of the year, mm-hmm. Region 5. Absolutely. We mentioned that earlier. Joining Dennis, Mike Riley, and DeAndros, his previous winners. Another one. Uh, Daryl says, I think Deion Sanders resembles a race car on the quarter-mile track. His engine is revved up, and he's going to go wide open. I see an explosion before oh he gets to the God. finish line, and I think ultimately Colorado's team will fail. Hmm. I'm abs- I'm I'm actually not far off from thinking that. I just haven't right. really said it out loud yet. I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. Mm-hmm. Walter in Salem, another thought to make bowl games better. Don't open transfer portal until January 11th after the entire season is over. Well, that's a great idea. It sounds too simple. It is, but the coaches, with the early signing period, they need to know kind of what they're playing ball with. Early signing period. I mean, I just don't see how waiting until January 11th would be tenable. But anyway, go ahead. 
the advice I would give these, this is John in Albany, mm-hmm. the advice I would give these athletes that tend to use the portal is that the grass may look greener on the other side of the fence, but be wary that it may be because of a septic issue. <laughs> I've never heard that it's a pretty good analogy like that. I like that. Thank you, John. I'm going to steal that, John, and that's it. Thanks for the contributions today on all of that. Joel Klatt, we're just kind of holding an open, I told, you know, when he was kind enough to write back in his busyness, and he's a media star. I mean, if we it. get Joel on, he said, Mike, I can do it. I've been busy. Things in theory have slowed down, but then the Dion hiring at his alma mater has made him busy again. So whether we're going to get him or not, I don't know. I've told him our show is on from 11 to 1 Pacific time. Monday through Friday, and you can come on any time in that window that you'd like to. And but the fact that he said, "I'll come," I'd love to come on. He said, "I'd love to come on your show. I've been busy. Be in touch with me next week." He wrote that like on Saturday. He'll do it. And so I wrote him first thing Monday morning. Still waiting. What is today? Tuesday. So yeah, we've got I'd a wait. few more days. I think we're going to get him on, but no better person to talk about the whole range of issues we've been kicking around and Dion at his alma mater. Yeah, right. So we got a lot to get to as the week continues. Thanks for joining us today on 1240 Joe Radio. KEJO Corvallis. And translator. K229DI Corvallis. The home of the Beavers. 1240 Joe Radio.